Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, verse 8. Are you ready for the word? All right, here we go. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in the midst deceive you, in your midst deceive you, nor listen to uh, your dreams which cause you to be dreamed, which you cause to be dreamed. In other words, there are some thoughts and things that we can imagine throughout the day and experience, and sometimes dreams can be troubling. And I'll explain this in just a moment, but but for they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them. Now, once I explain the scene in this scripture, then you'll understand what he's talking about. He said, I didn't send them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you, perform my good work towards you, and cause you to return to this place. For I know, someone say, I know. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, everyone say peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and I will and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Someone say, Lord, touch my heart. Touch my heart. This portion of Scripture is really identifying the moment in the life of Israel when they were in captivity, when they were in Babylon. And because of their surroundings and their predicament in that moment in their life, they had dreamed dreams and falsely been prophesied to by men in that region and in that area that weren't sent by God. But their present moment wasn't their future of all that God had for them. So the Lord comes into the prophet Jeremiah, the, who we call the weeping prophet, and, and he gave them a message and told them, this isn't where it ends, but I have a future for you, a good future, a bright future, one filled with hope. But be careful to the voices you're listening to, even your own dreams, because how many times have you dreamed a dream that wasn't good or maybe a nightmare and you knew it was because you saw that scary movie at night, right? Right before you went to bed. Or maybe you were having drama in your life and trouble and maybe a a disagreement with someone and you dreamed a dream. See, the, the scripture says dreams come by the business of what you keep yourself busy with and occupied with. But there are God dreams sometimes that God gives you a dream and you know of assuredly of a surety that God has spoken to you, and there's a peace that comes with that. I think today, as we continue this sermon series, now what? Once you get saved, once you accomplish something, once you've graduated, there's always the next. There's always next. Next will never stop. And the subtitle for today's subject is going to be Knowing His Voice. It is so important to know the voice of God. If you know his voice and you get direction and clarity in your life, because listen, folks, God still speaks. How many of you believe that? Some of you listen to KSBJ, and this isn't maybe a little hashtag KSBJ for you, a little promotion there. But, you know, their their slogan was God listens. Well, not only does God listen, God speaks. If God has ears, surely he has a mouth. And God has a unique way to speaking to every single one of his children. But if you can hear it, you'll never make the wrong decision. You'll never go wrong. And even if you feel trouble, God will get you through it because you know that you're in the will of God. Now, somebody bless this service today. Come on, your turn to pray for and bless this service. Bless it. Say, God, bless the sermon. Bless bless the speaker. Bless Pastor Bobby. Bless bless this house. every person that's here. God, we receive your word. We want to hear you clearly. Minister to our hearts, dear Lord. We 
thank you today for who you are and what you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say amen. Turn around to somebody and tell them, hey, God still speaks today. And you can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for choosing Covenant. We are so excited about the property. The property is just up to, you know, I'm going to give you an update soon. Thank you for your contributions and what's going on. We're going to give you an amount soon. Uh, you have the option also to get a, an account uh, and, and keep up to date through email. We can email you and let you know where you're at and how things are going. But we're going to give you an update soon. But we are so excited about that. Can you believe we've got paid off property? The future is bright. He said he'd give us hope in the future, right? There's a lot of hope on us right now, and we thank God for that. Peace should always be what we look for in the next. Peace. If you've never felt the peace of God, which I'm sure you have, because, because the blood of Jesus brings peace in your life, and and when the blood is applied in your life by faith, it's simply by an act of repentance. Acknowledging the fact that Jesus Christ paid the price and we accept him as the Lord of our life and accept the fact that he gave his life for you and I. And by faith we are implying and we are saying that my life is now covered by the life of Christ and what he did for me. So experiencing peace many times is, is not really a product of our environment. Experiencing peace in our life isn't, you know, as easy as going into a day spa possibly, which day spas are wonderful, aren't they? Ladies, at least that's what my wife tells me. I'm, I haven't been to one in a very long time, but I'm saying, and, and I don't want to go to one right now, I'm just saying that the music set, the atmosphere, uh, you can try to do your very best, even at home, to create an atmosphere of peace. But, but the truth is, peace comes within. People pay a lot of money to get a certain type of peace and relaxation. People pay a lot of money to take long vacations thinking that a new location will give you peace of mind. But, but I've found that that. You can take trouble with you and anxiety with you no matter what the geographical location is if you have trouble still in your heart. If you have anger in your heart, anxiety in your heart, then all you are doing is transferring that same problem to a new location. So, you know, how you end one season is how you start the next season. Everything needs to be finished. Everything needs to be complete. When God does something in your life, it is a win-win situation. That's part of the peace. God doesn't cause confusion. God doesn't cause us to be at odds with each other all the time. That's not the will of God. You know, somebody may not agree with you, but that's okay. But we're never going to 100% agree with each other. I mean, some of you like coconut raspas. I like cherry. Snow cones. Yeah. Some like mustard, some like mayonnaise. I can't help it. That just Some of you like mustard and mayonnaise together. We'll pray for you. <laughs> some of you like matcha tea, other you, you like espresso. I don't know. What I am saying to you is life is really summed up in variety. And all the problems we face and all the things we experience in our life are going to teach you something and make you something, but it can never destroy you. It can never stop you. Because the peace that God has given you on the inside of your heart, when you build on it, when you maintain it, when you guard it, I believe sometimes we, we drown the God-confirming peace, the confirming God peace in our life by, by our own passion sometimes and our own will. You can drown the voice of God in your life by, by entertaining certain things and even ideas and what you think about. And, and after a while of listening to the wrong voices or 
giving your mind and your heart. Listen, your heart is precious. I mean, even your heart is so influential. That's why when, you know, maybe your kids are older, but do you, maybe you have young kids right now, young children. For those of you who still have little, little toddlers, I want to encourage you, protect their little hearts. They are so, so, uh, they can be influenced so much and so important right now in their life. And, and it never stops, really, because we choose our company and you become a product of your environment if you do not have the God of peace inside of you. You become products of your environment if you do not have God reigning in your life. But when you have God reigning in your life, everything around you becomes a product of who's inside of you. In other words, you have the authority and love and power to be the influencer instead of being the influencee. Because God put that inside of you. But you have to guard the heart. It's very important to understand this in the next of life. Maybe you're in a crossroads right now. Maybe, maybe you're, you're starting over. Maybe it's graduation from an old relationship. Maybe it's graduation from an old job. Maybe it's graduation from an old business. Maybe you're starting something new and you haven't graduated. Maybe you're continuing. No matter where you're at, this principle applies. Hearing God's voice is really determined by what you're feeding your heart. Jeremiah 17 and 19 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what the scripture says about the heart. The heart can be your friend or your heart can be your foe. The truth is, the real enemy is probably the person you see in the mirror. And that person has to be kept in check. Has to be kept in check. I mean, I know we all look good, you know. We just Some of you look good today. You're just nice and look pretty. And, and you just, you know. God's good, isn't he? His blessings are good in America. Honestly, he... But don't be deceived because that flesh, what you can't see, is what God sees. And sometimes it's hard for us to determine what's right, what's wrong, or because we get so off that we get numb we are, we are numb to his influence, and, and we can move through life and get so busy, so busy. I, I'm guilty of this and have been guilty of it before, where I, I get so busy doing the work of God, I forget the God of the work. You can do good things and yet get detached, disconnected, and start walking in your flesh and and no matter how good you look on the outside, no matter how important you look on the outside, no matter what you drive, where you live, or whatever it may be, uh, the heart is what God sees, and the heart has to be protected because that heart can mislead you and misguide you, and you can get all kinds of feelings, and you know, you can live in your feels. You can live there, and you will be misdirected every single time. And if hell ever figures out that if it just can change your mind by the stroke of an ego, then I'm telling you, you need to get that thing in check. Let go of your ego. Because sometimes the devil doesn't come and just tempt you with ugly things. He tempts you with good-looking things, attractive things, things that appeal to your flesh, things that to get you sidetracked from God's presence and God's determination to do good in your life. When, who wants to do good when you just can feel good? People think that uh, I'm going to get off subject just for a moment, then I'm going to get back on. But I, have, I, wanna, I don't want you to be ignorant of some doctrine of things that are going on in this world. Did you know that one of the number one doctrines in satanic worship is do as thou wilt? It's another word. I've, I've studied it before. It's doing what makes you feel good and not worried about anybody else. That's one of the, uh, one of the main sources to, to that kind of worship. Satanic worship is the worship of self more than the worship of Satan. I've seen, the, I've seen the cults. I've seen the, 
uh, now you're not going to believe this, but now there are satanic churches going up all over America. You don't believe it, but they're there, and they're going up, and people are accepting it because we live in a society right now where it just do whatever you will, and, and, and don't let, you know, as long as it's not my business, you know, it's, you know, it doesn't bother me. You're not doing it in my house, whatever. Let me tell you something. It will be if they're in your neighborhood and they're your neighbors. It will be if they're, if they're walking into your place of business and you're a Christian operation. Now, we've got people that are just, just doing simple things. I know I'm getting off track. Just hold on with me. I'm trying to just kind of help you see the seriousness of what goes on in this country right now. There are people that are just doing simple operations like you've seen it all over the news where they're doing just simple bakeries. And someone comes in and doesn't, and they don't, they can't comply to what they're requesting. And then we're going to court, and now we're shutting down businesses. And now we're because we're not politically correct. Can, can I just encourage you? And that, that's my spill on that. But here's what I want to conclude with that thought and say this please remember, it's not our will, but his will be done. It's not what I say, it's what the Bible says. It doesn't matter what my opinion is, it's what the word of God says. People can argue with you all day long and ask you, what do you think about this? What do you think about gay marriage? What do you think? Oh, that too, too much? What do you think about drugs? What do you think about alcohol? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm just simply telling you that it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I say. All that matters is what the Word of God says and whether or not I obey it. My opinion doesn't matter. I'm done. But here's what I will say. Because we love people. We love people, man. We, we want to see people prosper. We want to see people grow. We want to see families blessed. We, we want to see God's people anointed and favored in their life. We want to, we want to see people uh, stop being influenced and falling for trickery and, and snares of the fowler is what the Scripture says. Uh, snares of just entrapments and temptations and things that occur. The fastest way to get out of a circumstance is prevention. It's going to be prevention, folks. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure is what they used to say. But I'm telling you here today that God's voice will direct you, keep you, hold you, lead you, guide you. And there's some things you can avoid just by being tender to him. Just by being tender to him, I think it's so important to learn how to distinguish the voice of God and your own voice. It's so important. We get mixed up with voices. And if you have to say to yourself, I don't know if that was me or God, then most likely it wasn't God sometimes. When God speaks to me, you, know what, you want to know what I do? I want to know if that was him. I know it now, but if something happens and I have a question, I ignore it. Now, let me explain to you. Not with the intent of not doing what it says, but waiting for a confirmation. Because when God talks to me and he knows I'm willing to do whatever he wants me to do, he'll speak again. He did it to Samuel when Samuel was little and he was in the temple. He called out his name and said, Samuel. And Samuel went to Eli, the high priest, and he said, did you call me? He said, no. Three times this happened. And finally, Samuel, uh, Eli said to Samuel, he said, I know who it is. Next time you hear it, go back and say, speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Sometimes hearing the voice of God in your life happens by, it's, it doesn't just happen. You have to learn it. It's an education. If some of you wanted to learn a new language, you have to study, experiment. You have to give your full attention to it. Well, learning the voice of God is no different. The reason why people can't hear the voice of God is because they're not still long enough. They're not still staying put. 
and they're listening to the wrong voices and wrong things. But, but listen, here's the hope. God loves to talk. God loves to share his secrets with you and his people. God wants to talk to you. He wanted to talk to Adam every day. The scripture says he walked out in the coolness of the day into the garden to converse with Adam. I don't know. I mean, I've thought about this so many times that God, the God of the universe, the one who created all things, wanted a man to talk to. Was he lonely? The angels weren't even on his level. The angels aren't in the image of God. He wanted some, see, angels have to obey. Angels have to serve. They're called servants of the Lord. They're servants of the Most High. But people are in the image of God, and they're called children of God. And God gave them a will. He gave you and I a will. So that means that every day we have a choice. If we're going to choose God, choose ourselves, or choose the world, or choose Satan, whatever it may be, that sounds extreme, but it happens. But if you choose God every day. He'll meet you there. He'll make them happy. I'm telling you, he just longs to talk to you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to talk to you. He is your personal savior. He wants you to talk to him, and he wants to converse with you, and I'm so sure that he wants us to know his voice. It doesn't say, you know, once once you start experiencing God, the scripture never says life gets easier. But it does say he gives us a peace that passes all understanding. And the grace of God, listen, the will of God won't take you or the grace of God won't help you. He'll be there. Once you distinguish the voice of God from the many voices in the world the Bible talks about, there are many voices, including the number one voice that gets in the way between us and God's voice is this flesh. When God calls us to do his will, we hear a rumble. <laughs> that ever happened to you? Has it ever happened to you when you're in somebody's office or you're in, a, you're in an important meeting and it's really quiet, they made it soundproof? It's only just me, and you're all dressed up. You look good, put the cologne on, and all of a sudden you're sitting down there, and a quiet moment comes, and you hear this, <laughs> and you sit there and go, oh, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> you're not hungry. <laughs> you just overate right before. That's the overflow. <laughs> That's a reflux happening. That's what that is. <laughs> hate those moments. Sometimes we can be in a moment of silence in our life. And sometimes it's so quiet that it drives you crazy. Point number one, and, and, and this is the only point I'm giving you today, is this. Get to know the voice of God. You might say to yourself, now what? It's a new beginning. You know, you can create a new beginning anytime you want to. Well, why does everything have to be perfect before you start over again? That's really, that, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the melancholy side to all of you, the analytical side to some of you. And me, I'm speaking to me also. You know, it's like some of, our, some of us men, we're not going to do that job until we have all the right tools we're not going to make an effort to do this until we get everything lined up and just right. If you are going to wait and consider the weather and look at the sky and see if it's not clear, you'll be waiting forever. I mean, you're going to wait for all your ducks to be in a row before you do anything for God. You'll be waiting a very, very long time. You can have a new beginning. Thank you for the three of you that clapped your hands. I, I'm... Really, y'all are just wonderful. Here, here is, here's the problem. We wait for everything to be perfect, and we never start. Can I, I got news for you. Not everything's going to be perfect. Not everything's going to be together. And sometimes you have to create the newness in your life. The new beginning begins when you've said, I am forgiven. I am covered by the blood. 
I have breath in my body, and right now, you can even say it right now, today, I'm going to choose to think right. I'm going to listen and wait for the voice of God in my life. And see, we think it's going to be that thunderous voice that comes from the heavens, like, like, like when Jesus was baptized, right? He went down the water, and the, I mean, can you imagine that baptism being there that day? Just the voice of God came down and said, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. That sounds like Darth Vader, right? <laughs> Luke, I am your father too. It's the apostle Luke. But, but, right, and he was his father. Oh my God, I'm getting a revelation right now. <laughs> Okay, but anyhow, anyhow, we wait for that moment, right, for us to hear the voice of God. Let, you know, can I tell you the voice of God comes in a still, small voice many times? Okay, we call it going by your gut. You know why we say that? Because the spirit, man, you do the research. The spirit, man, I believe is located within the very inner of your being. And you feel that. Did you know there are more nerve endings within your intestinal area as much as there are neural, neural nerves endings in your stomach and your intestinal area that there are in the brain? They're connected. The Asians called this the second brain. It actually has more nerves than the brain has. And when the spirit man picks up on things, we go by our gut. To hear the voice of God is to have the spirit of God just influence us. And you feel this something that begins to direct you, helps you make decisions. And the more you feed it, and the more you entertain that, and the more you give yourself to it, the clearer it becomes. And it begins with taking small steps throughout your day, not big steps. This is where we complicate things. It's not big steps. It's small steps. It really begins with this. It really begins with what we are listening to. I showed you my whole photo album. What we're listening to. My son plays Fortnite. Don't judge. He's got limited time frames on there. We put him on. It was getting out of hand after. Oh, he's in. He just graduated to the adults. He's right in the front now. Got them all in here now. Uh, I don't. I don't clothesline preach. Here's here's what I'm saying. Isn't it funny how how our young people they get on the headphones and they'll interact with people online. And they'll yell and scream and say, dude, bro, bro, are you serious? Are you kidding me? One day he was doing that. I go, who in the world are you talking to, boy? I thought I was talking to his mama. I went in there with the chancla. Or the belt. Y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? Yeah, know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, you remember? You remember? <laughs> Man, I heard that. I'm real quick, tightened up quick. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Isn't it funny? And, and, and you'll say, hey, dude, cut it down. And Man, I can't believe that. Man, you missed that shot can't even hear you. You silenced the world, right? Well, I'm going to tell you something. This can happen with the presence of God in your life. You know, this right here can represent the Bible. This right here can represent Worship. Preaching. Right? Oh, 
Are you ready? The right friends. We surround our hearing with the right things, and this is what happens. Our heart grows. You know that? You know, green represents growth. But when we choose to muffle our hearts with the right thing, God's word, worship is church, preaching, studying, the right friends. Oh, worship. Let me clarify this. Let me, let me kind of just do this real quick. Let me go with that. There. Here's a big one. And it's almost under worship, but. Well, you know, you can read it. Music. I'm not against music. I love all kinds of music. We talked about this before, right? You've heard me say this before. Because some people come to church here and they go, uh, they've heard me preach about certain things and go, man, don't go to that church. You can't do nothing. You can't listen to music. You can't do nothing. Hug. We're very mature, okay? And and, and I like 80s. I like R&B 90s. I like all that stuff. I like, I like all kinds of music. But I don't like it to the extent where it begins to change my heart and it begins to see. Because when I was younger, I listened to a song based off of tunes and melody and the, the rhythm and the sounds that they got. I mean, I would listen to that music. I mean, how many, how many of you older adults remember that there were certain kinds of certain movies that came out when you were little. You had you watched certain movies when you were little. And and when you got older, you're like, oh man, I remember that movie. I want to watch it with my kids. And you start watching it with your kids, and you forgot about all those bad scenes in that movie. <laughs> and you're like, I had no idea those things were there. Yeah. Right? And you know what I'm talking about? We just sometimes get ignorant, and sometimes I, I, I listen to music, and I, I just love the tune, and I love the way that sounded. I'm like, yeah, man, that's a good song, man. I, I can't even dance anymore, but anyhow. <laughs> I wasn't going to start dancing, but I did you a favor. You're welcome. So, so really, now I can't listen to a song without really listening to the words. And I'm thinking, now I'm listening to some of the old songs I used to listen to, and I'm like, man, I was listening to that. No wonder I was all messed up. <laughs> Hot for the teacher. No wonder I never passed. <laughs> ah, Lee, I'm telling you, the songs that we used to sing and play and listen to worked on the subconscious mind. I'm just telling you. Even now when I listen to something, I have to keep it rated G. Rated G is God for me, so I keep it rated G. What I'm telling you is, is maybe seem practical. This practical side to Christianity is overlooked. You cannot spiritualize everything and walk in oblivious and be oblivious to simple principles that really affect your heart. It, it just is not good. It's not healthy. Uh, let me move on. I'm coming to a close. Not closing, but I, I just want to move on. Um, Jesus had a secret to following him. He gave a secret, and this is what he said. John, John chapter 10, verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. Give it for the media here today as well, the media team. Y'all are tremendous. In the next church, you are not going to believe the location we got set up for you. It's going to be awesome. Give, become part of the media team. I'm telling you, you'll learn a lot do great things. Jesus had this to share about shepherding and sheep hearing his voice. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. Someone say know them. So the knowing part is called intimacy. The intimacy with God and they follow me. That means that that it's easier to follow him when you know it's him telling you this, right? Knowing God 
is called reconciliation. Without the blood, we would have never been reconciled back to God, right? And without the blood, we would never have that peace with God because peace is a product of the, the price that was paid, right? Being in God's presence should always bring you peace. Well, you know, knowing him, that's the experience. But when he speaks to you, you cannot, hear me out now, this is very important. If you can take notes, if you can remember one thing today, just remember this. Don't ever think that you can separate the voice of God from the nature of God. Don't separate. Now, sometimes you won't feel him, but you'll know it, but you'll have a witness in it. But you got to try the Spirit to know that they are from God. God is love. God makes sense. God is wise. God is temperate. God is gentle. God is good. God is all the fruits of the Spirit. And you have to put that in alignment with the word God's given you. And that word that God speaks to you will never contradict that word of God, the Bible. And it's always a win-win situation. I've had people tell me, God said this to me. I'm really cautious now when I say God said this to me because I don't want to miss it. And that's a big saying. But I've had people tell me that before. I've said this many times myself. And then I find myself in a predicament where it doesn't look like it's God. And I'm not quite sure that it was God. And you have to go through the process. The process can confuse you. I am better off like Mary who heard from God and she held those and pondered those things in her heart until she gave birth because the proof is in the birth. The proof is in the birth. So when God gives you a word, his word will come to pass. When God speaks to you, God won't misguide you. God won't misdirect you. He will direct you and help you. So, and I give them, he said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. That means when you follow God, no one can take you out of his will. But you can walk out of it. Can I encourage someone here today? Please don't compromise because you're, you're losing patience with the process and whatever you're at in life. Please don't do the wrong thing. I, employ, I, I encourage you, stay on track, be faithful, seek after God, keep on putting him first. He's going to come through for you. He will come through for you. He will show up, and he's not too late. He's always on time. He's never too late. Sometimes God just has to allow you to go through some things before he can establish you. What happens is, is when we listen to the wrong things, when we listen to the wrong influences, the worst thing to have is to be influenced by something wrong and have a hardened heart, a dark heart. Because our heart can live in unforgiveness. That's right. You can live in unforgiveness. And when you have the, listen to this, watch this. The wrong friends. When you have the wrong friends, the wrong friends, listen, misery loves company. And sometimes people just gravitate to other people that will listen to their spill. That will help them lick their own wounds. You want to find somebody to agree with you, I promise you, you'll always find someone to agree with you even if you're wrong. Well, that's good right there. You will always find someone to agree with you even when you're wrong. That's why it takes God's spirit in your life to have discernment to know What's right? What's wrong? What does the Word of God say? What am I feeling God tell me? Is there a peace in this? Is this something Jesus would do? Think about it. You will never fail if you learn the voice of God. Learn to hear His voice. Learn how to give your attention to Him. Learn to be practical in your steps. 
I, I mean, listen, I mean, when you listen to the wrong stuff, I'm telling you, it affects you. It aff- there it is again, I messed up. It, aff- it will affect you. Everything, whatever the passageways are to the heart, it can affect you by listening, watching, even speaking the wrong thing. But this is the one area that has to be fixed. And and I'm coming to a close. Come on, Haley. Are you ready? Hearing the voice of God, it's based on making small decisions. Just small decisions. You You can grow in God by making small decisions. Oh, my God, I forgot to spell decisions. Oh, thank God for spell check. You forget sometimes. I'm not done, but just forget. Now you get quiet. Now I'm worried. <laughs> You're like, yeah, right. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> just joking. Here, here, is, here is what it boils down to. It's the small decisions that we're making in our life, the small decisions. But here's the good thing. When you hear God's voice and you're making the right decision, whether it be college the next step, you know, you've reached this point in your life or you feel a start over in your life and you, you have something new come. Now what? Make sure you're tender to him. Make sure at this point that you're sensitive to his voice. Don't ever allow your flesh to get in the way and make sure that your life is consumed and your, your life is, is really a conglomeration of small decisions in the right direction. Small decisions. What's, what's a small decision? Well, You can decide to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Lord, for this day before you do anything else. Believe me, just simply saying thank you, Lord, right when you wake up, it's going to be a big, big, a small decision that's going to make a big difference in your life. Trust me. Trust me. When you are so grateful you didn't die in your sleep. (laughs) When you are so grateful that, that, you know, you have another day to spend with your family when you are so thankful that you're in good health. Even if you're not in good health, you have to speak good health before you get good health. But just saying those words and drawing closer to him and choosing that day just for one day. Listen, here's a challenge for you. How many of you want a challenge for the week? Just a challenge. Are you ready? How many, how many of you want a challenge? Okay. Here's a challenge for you. Just one day this week, and some of you may do this already. Listen to gospel music all day and all night. Don't listen to anything else. Try that for one day if you're not doing it. And see what a difference it makes in your mind. You love to read? Okay. One day, just read the Bible. Just one day, if you can, and you can. One day, instead of asking someone for something, instead of talking to someone else about your problems, just one day, talk to God about everything and praise Him for everything. One day, try it. One day, it'll make a big difference in your life. I'm telling you, following after Jesus isn't complicated, but it's comprised of small decisions that we do on one day. Don't focus on the whole week. Just focus on the day. But start off with the determination that I'm thankful for this day. This is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in this day. And I'm going to be happy about this. And I'm going to walk in the will of God. And I'm going to give my attention to Him. Because most of the time, what's stopping us from hearing the voice of God, it's going to be the noise. And that we close ourselves out from His voice. But when you choose to close out the world, you can still hear. But you're not focusing on that. 
you'll start to feel his presence more. You'll start to be guided by him. Listen, what makes us think that denominations have called the shots on our experience with God to tell us that we can only go so far? As far as I'm concerned, when the Bible talks to me about relation with him, that there are no ends. There is no end. It keeps on growing. It keeps on going. You're, every day you can have a new experience with God. You just have to want Him. You have to want to venture out and experience that. Let me, let me tell you, hearing the voice of God is so important, right? But you have to remove all the distractions from your life that are taking you away from the presence of God. Remove all the distractions. Get rid of the distractions. Point number one, you know, along with the hearing his voice, getting to know it, is that you have to spend time with him and stop being distracted by, by the problems. We hear this over and over, but in the world filled with noise, drama, news, it's challenging. It's challenging, but it's not impossible. It just takes an effort. It just has to be intentional. The day you make up your mind, the day you and I make up our minds to focus on Him and give Him our attention and care about what He thinks is the day He'll start speaking to us. Here's what I want to close with and this saying right here and this, just this thought right here in conclusion. The simple act of consistent prayer and Bible meditation will open your spiritual ears. Meditating on God's Word. I'm glad you want to read the Bible all in one year. That's very, very good. Very good. I think that's great. But I'm going to tell you the truth. You'll you, would, you may disagree with me, but it's okay. You would be better off reading a verse a day and memorizing that verse. Small verses and memorizing that, that verse to meditate on God's Word every day for a year. By the end of the year, you'll have 365 verses you would have memorized to never leave your mind, embed your heart, and you'll become washed by the Word of God. Because we complicate it. read chapters thinking that one day you do one day you do a bible marathon on one day and then you get burnt out and you go oh my god this is so weary the bible says it says it in the word of god that studying is very wearisome so it's a work but be realistic stop complicating it folks because you'll grow and mature faster if you'll take bite-sized pieces every single day you'll grow faster if you'll set five minutes aside of undivided attention towards god and and that five minutes will grow into 30 minutes it'll grow into an hour but you got to start off with something realistic where you can give him your time but make time the simple act of being consistent with talking to god and bible meditation it's old school, I know, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't care about what new philosophies come out in the religious world. I don't care about all the motivational quotes that everyone's living by. The Word of God and the principle of prayer is the most powerful thing a Christian can have in their arsenal. Don't complicate it. Keep it simple. I do believe we have to evolve. I believe we have to evolve into what's relevant for the next generation but there are certain things that could never change there are certain things that we still have to keep there are certain things that we still have to keep out of our life and as far as i'm concerned hearing the voice of god is so important and should be number one in our life i gotta hear his voice i need to hear it i want to hear what god has to say about it I'm tired of making the wrong decisions. Have you ever thought that to yourself? Why do I keep making the wrong decisions? Why, you know, because hearing the voice of God can keep you from making a bad decision. Because all it takes is one wrong decision to change your whole life. But thank God the shepherd wants to talk to me. Thank God the shepherd wants to hear my voice.
So you know what I do? I do this. I fall in love with him. I stay covered in the blood. I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him. And that's my heart. And I got to protect my heart. So I'm protecting my heart. If I protect my heart, I stay in love with Jesus. And I can hear him. And I can respond to him as long as my heart is tender. Now what? The new culture in the kingdom of God is the fact, the good news is that God speaks to his people. Not only does he listen, he speaks. He said he would be inside of us. Jesus told the disciples, he was called Emmanuel, God with us. But he said, behold, I shall be in you. And he's in you, he wants to converse with you, talk with you. So your heart still has to be on fire and in love with him. You know why people get burnt out? It's because they don't keep the fire going. That's why they get burnt out. That's what burnout means. No more flame. No more flame. And they don't get involved in church anymore. I'm telling you, it happens. They don't want to go to church anymore. Uh, being on vacation is the most important thing. Listen, I'm fixing to go on vacation. But listen, I, I don't take so many vacations. I've taken vacation from Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody's getting quiet because you're fixing to take vacation. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm simply telling you is that you have to be consistent with getting into God's presence. You have to be because you spend enough time for him, away from him, then those decisions are now influenced by worldliness. They're influenced by your flesh. They're influenced by negativity around you. You're motivated by fear now. You're motivated by everything else. And eventually what happens is you have a divided heart. And when your heart gets divided, the scripture says, it's a double-minded heart. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I pray that you do have a great vacation. I pray you have a wonderful time. I hope you wish the same for me. But I am going to tell you, never leave Jesus behind. Because really what you need it's just prayer, worship. Let God refresh your spirit. You know, it's so important to get away. I pray this summer that you have a great, I really do. I pray that you just, you get, you just get the relief that you need. But, but you know what? Add a little bit of worship in with that. Oh, it'll go a long ways. That's what I'm talking about. Don't leave Jesus behind. When you go on vacation even, just have a little bit of Jesus time and get refreshed in your spirit. Have a morning tea with Jesus. Have a morning coffee with Jesus and just get in there. No matter what, I'm going to tell you, nothing will fix your problems faster than spending time with Jesus. And there's nothing more important than understanding that my heart's not divided. I'm hearing from God. I'm knowing the voice of God. I hear God so clearly. Do you want to hear God's voice today? I'm being redundant right now, but you want to hear God's voice? You want to get your heart lined up with Him? I'm going to tell you, He'll fix your problems. He'll direct you in the right place. Stand to your feet this Sunday morning. Lift up your hearts with your hands and tell them, Lord, just give me the right heart. Just give me the spirit to listen. Just give me a heart, God, where I can give you my full attention. I pray today, dear Jesus, that you would just make me tender. Make me tender towards you. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.